Come on, don't just sing it. Do it right now. Lord, we exalt your name. We magnify you tonight, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I got three people that are glad to be here. Amen. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. 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 Praise God. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to say what an honor it is to have Brother Kenny and Lincoln here in service with us tonight. Amen. It's great to be with God's people. Amen. If you would, you can remain seated. I'm going to jump around a little bit tonight. Turn with me in your Bibles to Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Read verse 1 and then go down to verse 9. If I'm somewhere you're not, just look up and figure out where I'm at, all right? We're going to play hopscotch. Acts 27 verse 1, it says, And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus' band. Verse 9, Now when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, this wasn't any season, this is a season where now sailing is dangerous. Because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. Not only of the lading of ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Paul had an understanding of the season. He had an understanding that this was not just a typical sunny day. He understood that this was not sailing weather. This was not the season to set sail. And he was privy to that. And they should have been. And the Bible says that in verse 13. That the south wind blew softly. And this is where they're probably looking around and saying see. I told you everything would be alright. I told you we'd be fine. You were all worried and all concerned that we didn't know what we were doing. But perhaps it's you that misunderstood and did not understand. Verse 14, but not long after, there arose against it a tempest wind called Eurachlodon. Verse 18, and we being exceedingly tossed with the tempest, the next day they lighted the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. We'd pretty much given up hope that from this point on it is what it is. The, the place of us being rescued is no more. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and says, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me 
and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Though you're a prisoner, God's given them all under your care and under your hand. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. You can believe what you want, you can see what you want, and I see it too. But because I believe in God, because I stand on His Word, because an angel of the Lord stood by me this night, I've come to tell you everything's going to be all right. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know what day it's going to be or what it's going to look like, but I know everything's going to be all right. Verse 30, and as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion, to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers decided this time they might ought to listen to him. The soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. And when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves unto the sea. And loosed the rudder bands and hoist up the mainsail to the wind and made toward shore. And falling into a place where two seas met, they rammed the ship aground and the forepart struck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. But the centurion, willing to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest, some on boards, and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all to safe land. Paul found himself in a position where he noticed some things are not as they should be. Paul was sensitive enough to realize the waters they are about to embark in are not just any waters. They say this was happening in the first half of the month of October. And according to the navigation practice of the time, sailing was considered doubtful after September and impossible in November. So quite literally, he found himself aboard a ship being navigated by somebody else. He found himself in a situation between doubtful and impossible. And tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you on the subject between doubtful and impossible. 
Father, we love you tonight, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence that has been in this place today. God, I ask right now that you would anoint these lips of clay, God. Open every ear and heart to receive your word tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. A south wind had come and it made everything seem just fine. It made the trouble seem manageable. It made all the turmoil that they thought could possibly be out there leave their mind and them come to the place where they thought that they can make it. And then, and then came the terrible wind from the northeast. The Bible says, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared. You say, well, that just means it was dark and that means it was cloudy and and they should have known that, that if a storm came, that that's what it meant. But to them, if there were no stars, then they had no clue where they were. For it was the stars in the night sky that would give them their bearings to look around and say, okay, I, I know I'm in a storm and I know I'm in a bad season of my life, but at least I know where I'm at. These sailors were out there and they're looking up and can see no stars. It's so cloudy and the rain and the waves and everything is crashing up against them. And they're trying to get their bearings and they're trying to look and say, God, where am I? God, am I even in the right place? Am I even still heading in the right direction? Have you ever been there? That no matter what course you've set out on, somewhere along the way things got rough and it got cloudy and and you were looking up and you were seeking answers and you were going through the word of God saying, I don't see anything right now. They didn't know where they were and the storm had battered them and put them in a place of uncertainty. These that had been so confident now were relying on someone who was uncertain that they should be out there in the first place. Now the captive has become the captain. And in the peril, a preacher rises up. In the storm comes this Paul. In the trouble comes this teacher who stands up and says, I know you're worried and I know you're fearful and I know right now we're between doubtful and impossible. But you hear me, everything is going to be all right. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I can tell you that God spoke to me and that God came alongside me this night and he said if you'll just stay put if you will trust in me then I'm going to get you where you need to go you hear me you may be in the middle of the worst years of your life and an impossible situation you may be in the middle of coronavirus and the unknown but if you will just trust in God and keep remaining faithful and stay on this ship then I promise you it's gonna be all right and one day it's all gonna make sense and be all right courage enters the heart of Paul when terror invaded the hearts of others by this time they had lost all control With 276 aboard, 
Paul calls out to some trying to leave on a smaller boat. And he said, here's the deal, men. We either sink together or we swim together, but we've got to stay on this ship. The Bible says, then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. What does that mean? That means their only way of escape, their only plan B, their only way that could have saved some. They said, you know what? We didn't listen to him a moment ago, but maybe we might ought to listen to him right now. And they went and they cut the ropes, watching as their plan B crashed down to the waters below. Trusting that whatever will be, will be. Trusting in the God that Paul said that he believed. Trusting in the word that God spoke to that preacher that day. This is where some would look at him and think he was crazy. You mean our only way of escape? You're telling us to get rid of it? Oh yes, I am. Because that's not the only way of escape. Because I know one who is a way maker. And though you don't see it right now, I know there's destiny for my life. I know there's still a plan yet for me to accomplish. So I'm going to take God at his word. Then in the middle of this, they have a meal. And then they throw everything else out into the sea. Now he has really lost his mind. He didn't just get rid of the fishing tackle. He didn't just get rid of all these other unnecessary things, but he just threw the rest of the food overboard. But he has an understanding that the lighter the load, the further we're going to go. That if I could lay aside every weight, if I could lay aside the unnecessary things... The things that that are nice, the things that I care about, but at the end of the day... The only thing that matters is that I get to where I'm going. If I have to lay some things aside, if I have to cast them overboard, then so be it. There's a destination with my name on it. And I will get rid of everything if it means that I get there safely. I'll get rid of everything I own. I'll sell everything I've got if it means that I could get to that place. I've come to speak to somebody tonight and you have found yourself feeling hopeless against your wishes and your thoughts and opinions. You are on a vessel that someone else is at the helm of and you feel like you have no control even over your own life. But somewhere back then, God gave you a promise. Between the doubtful and the impossible, there is an assurance There is a knowing. There is a promise of God. That though I've been here and I've seen the trouble. And though it only seems to be getting worse. That there is an assurance. There is a knowing. That after the storm. That after the trouble. That after the trials of this life. There's going to come a day. Where great will be your reward in heaven. There's going to come a day and you can have an assurance of it this day that everything is going to be all right I know it's been a while but God gave me a word 
When others rely on their opinions and ideas, I am going to hold on to His Word. I'm going to hold on to that promise that He gave me. I'm going to cling to it with everything that I've got. It may have been 20 years ago in a prayer room. It may have been in a prayer closet two weeks ago. It may have been when I first got the Holy Ghost. But you hear me. His promises are still yea and amen. If He said it, He He's going to do it. I know right now you don't see it, but keep holding on. Well, well, Paul, what are you doing? I'm trusting in God, but we're in the middle of a storm. I'm trusting in God because there's somewhere I've got to be. Acts 23, four chapters earlier. It says, then when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me, in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Verse 27, this man was taken of the Jews and should have been killed, but he has to go to Rome. There was a storm that was rising up, but he's got to go to Rome. There was a shipwreck that was taking place, but you don't understand God told me I'm going to Rome. God gave me a word and told me that I'm going to get past all of this. He didn't tell me about the storm. He didn't tell me about this crazy Eurachidon. He told me, you're going to Rome. So if I'm on this boat and it starts to sink, I don't know how. I don't know if I'm going to be translated. I don't know if somebody's going to come by on a rescue boat. I don't know if I'm going to get swallowed up by a well and spit to where I need to be. But I know this, if God told me I'm going to Rome, then I'm going to Rome. You can take it to the bank. You can stand on the word of God and say, I know, I know, I know. What do you do between doubtful and impossible? You say, I know, I know there's purpose for me. I know there's purpose for my family. I know that there is a future for my life. You see, when God speaks something into your life, nothing can rob you of that. Nothing can steal that word from you. No doubt, no fear, no enemy, no adversary can, can negate that word that God has given you. So if that word is all you've got, then you hold on to it with everything that you do have. You give it all the strength you have. Put all your prayers into it. I know it seems like a dumb thing to do to cut the anchors and to cut the lifeboat Throw all the food overboard and let down the sails. And then it says that they committed themselves unto the sea. Well, here goes nothing. Let's just see what unfolds. Here we are, sea. Take us where you want to take us. And they let go. 
after fighting, after toiling, after exhausting themselves in human effort to keep it all together. You ever done that? You're trying your best to keep it all together. They finally just committed themselves to the sea. They finally took their hands off of it and says, all right, Jesus, it's all you. It's, it's up to you now. I don't know what's going to happen, but we commit to the sea. And the Bible says they committed themselves to the winds and to the waves. And now whatever will be, will be. But here's the deal. There is a knowing in Paul that he's going to Rome. So do you really think they are committed to the sea? Well, that's what the word says. Hear me tonight, think whatever you want, but you are not at the mercy of the wind and the waves. You're not just out there bobbing along through this life, hoping to someday make it, hoping to someday be rescued. God has not left you helpless out in the middle of a sea and you're sitting out there bobbing, coming up for air every chance you get, dying, wanting to be rescued. You are not at the mercy of your circumstances tonight. You are not at the mercy of your past tonight. You are not at the mercy of your struggle tonight. And I know that's hard to believe because you committed yourself to it because you've already let your hands go and say well it's my past it's just who I am it's all I've ever known and there's nothing I can do about it at this point you've taken your hands off of it and said I've just committed myself to my issues I've just committed myself to the storm in my life it is what it is and it will never change and you are not just going to aimlessly go in this life like that I know it's sometimes feels that way but there is a plan for your life tonight there is purpose in the house of the Lord tonight and you may have been coasting along you may have been cruising along bobbing not really paying attention and not really engaged maybe you haven't even been listening to the preacher tonight or or the worship tonight but the Bible says that there came a moment where there was would be a God who would speak to the waves and to the winds of your life. We heard it the other night. There is no Hebrew word for coincidence. There is no accident or happenstance or luck. For the Bible says in Matthew 8, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. Save us, we're dying. Save us, the water's coming overboard. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful, O ye of little faith? And then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? 
The winds and the sea obey Him. So if there is a storm in your life, if you are bobbing in the waves tonight, you can rest assured that He is telling those waves exactly where to push you. He's telling that wind exactly where to blow. He's putting purpose and destiny. And I know right now you can't get your bearings. You don't know where you're at. You feel like you're lost at sea. But you can rest assured tonight night. God said, you're not wandering aimlessly through those winds and through the waves and through these years you've been living. God said, oh no, no, no. I've been commanding them. I give them the command and they obey. I speak to your storm and there is a stillness. When you committed to the sea, you've been misinformed. That the waves have a say of where you end up. That the storm gets to decide what happens to you in your life. And that you have no choice but to obey the wind and the sea. But you ought to remind them tonight that they obey Him. You may be pushed around tonight by waves and wind. But you ought to speak to those winds and those waves tonight and say, Don't you forget who you serve. Don't you forget who gives you the command. Don't you forget for one second that I am a child of the one who told you how far you can go. Who told you how hard you can blow. Who told you what you could do in my life. You don't own me. You don't control me. You ought to tell it to your past tonight. You ought to tell it to your circumstance tonight. You don't own me. You don't get to decide what becomes of me. He told me I'm going to Rome. And he's going to command the winds. And he's going to command the waves like he's always done. Tonight, you're not just committing to the sea. You're committing to the one who commands those seas. No wonder the psalmist said, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And He shall bring it to pass. What are you doing? I'm just trusting God. Well, that's foolish. There's a storm going on. I'm just trusting in the Lord. I'm committing all of my ways to Him. I may be out just bobbing along in the ocean, but He's getting me somewhere. I know I don't see it right now and I don't understand it, but I'm getting somewhere. If you can swim, great. But if all you can do is cling to boards or broken things and you do whatever you've got to do. But God's going to speak to those waves. God's going to speak to those winds. He's going to speak to the situation that you're in specifically tonight. He said, I'm not leaving anybody out. I want everybody saved. I want everybody to make it. If you can swim and you're strong in the faith and you're capable, then knock yourself out and do it. But if you're weak and you're tired and you're worn out, then grab a hold of something and just hold on. No matter who you are 
tonight from the highest to the lowest, from the eldest to the youngest, from the strongest to the weakest, you can make it. And God has a purpose for you tonight. He doesn't want anybody perishing. He doesn't want anybody lost. He said, just stay on this ship and we're going to get somewhere. Just hold on and let him tell the ways where to take you. Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Don't go out there and check the waves and the winds and act like you've got it all together. Just commit. Trust in him. God, wherever you want to lead me, wherever you want to take me, Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct thy paths. He's going to push those waves right where they need to go. Don't try to hold it together. Well I thought you just said to cling to those things. Cling to the broken pieces. Now you're saying let it go. Well Ecclesiastes says there's a time to embrace. And a time to refrain from embracing. God's saying I want you to know when it's time. I want you to know that don't you can't hold all of this together. You can't put all of these things. You ever played that Jenga game where you're pulling out the pieces and 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 you're you're in anxiety. You are trying your best to pull this piece out and and set it on top and you're moving all of these components in your life and you're just nervous with every move that you're about to make a mistake that's everything's going to come crashing down. And I feel that way in the Holy Ghost tonight that there's some of you, you're so anxious and fearful about everything that you've been doing in your life and every decision and you're sitting there and you're trying to hold it all together and keep it up and and you're doing this and you're doing that and you're exhausting yourself and you're weary and you're worn out and you're crying out to God saying, God, I don't know how much longer I can keep all of this from crashing down. I don't know how much longer I can endure the storm. I don't know how longer I can hold all of this together. Can I tell you tonight, it's not your job to hold it all together. For Colossians 1.17 in the NLT says, He existed before anything else. And He holds all creation together. Not me, but He When my life is falling apart and I'm trying my best to keep everything where it goes and I'm trying to make all these moves and 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 I'm nervous and I'm anxious about everything that I'm doing. Should I go out? Should I stay in? Should I do this? Should I do that? And we weary ourselves to the point of death that we got to get to the place where we can lift our hands and say, God, you're the one that holds it all together. God, you're the one that knows where I'm going. You're the one that has ordered my steps. You're the one that speaks to me in the storm. These men no doubt wanted to do everything they could to keep it all together. Some of us here tonight have done everything you can to hold it all together. You've thrown things overboard and you've done all of the things that these men did and it's not what you had in mind when you first set sail. And when that first wind blew... You thought, oh, this isn't so bad. This isn't too shabby. If it's like this the rest of the way, I think I can make it. But then, 
suddenly there arose another wind. And this time it battered you. It disillusioned you. It got you into a place where you didn't know where you were. You didn't know if you were going to make it. But Paul in his own way steps up and he says, let it go. Your plan B, let it go. Your things that you lean on and you trust in, let them go. That can't save us. That little boat will never get us where we're going. The rest of this food won't mean anything anyways if we don't get where we have to go. And Paul realized nothing else matters. But I am going to Rome. I wonder tonight, what if we felt that way about eternity? What if we felt that way about heaven? And God has promised us that eternity to be with Him forevermore. And if we in our storm got disillusioned for a moment, we could stop in the middle of our doubtful and impossible situations and say, you know what? I know what it's like right now. I know what you're going through right now. Sister Minton, I know where you've been right now. But in the middle of all of that, there's a place that I am going. There is a place that I am going to be someday. And nothing is going to stop me. Nothing is going to deter me. Nothing is going to keep me at bay when there is somewhere that I have got to be. I don't know what's going to happen. They've tried to kill me. They've tried to tear me apart in pieces. They've tried to do all these things. But there's somewhere that I've got to be. Well, if I let go, what will happen? If I let go, it's going to all fall apart. God is wanting someone tonight to let it go. And you are never going to get where He needs you to be if all you're doing is try to keep something together that was meant to be broken. For Paul said way back then, verses before all this started unfolding, he said, there's going to be hurt. There's going to be some bad things that happen to the ship and probably to us. It's part of life. I've been through this life. I've traveled these seas enough to know. I've seen these storms enough to know that what is coming is going to bring hurt and pain and tears and sorrow. But you know what? I'm still going to Rome. And in, in all of this, he tells them, look, we got to stay on the ship if we're going to make it. We're going to lose a ship. But we're going to make it. We're going to lose some things along the way. But we're going to make it. It won't always be the way that it's always been. But we're going to make it. What happens when I let go? What happens when I'm too tired to hold on? Psalms 18 and 18 in the Passion Translation said, When I was at my weakest... When I was sitting there trying to hold on and trying to keep it all together. Oh, my enemies attacked. Don't they always? When I am at my weakest, my enemies attacked. But the Lord held on to me. When I can't hold on any longer. When I feel like giving up and when I feel like letting go because I'm so tired and weary. Yeah, there's going to be enemies that come and there's going to be attacks and there's going to be storms. But there is an assurance in His Word that when that happens, that there is a God above who is going to hold on to me. 
Let's stand all over this house tonight. You thought you needed more. You thought you needed all of these other things. You thought money was going to get you out. You thought the ship was sufficient. You thought you knew better. You thought your health would sustain you. But you found yourself clinging to a remnant of what you used to have. But hear me tonight. All you need is what you have left. If there are some things that you have lost along the way. Perhaps it was God's way of telling you and reminding you tonight. You can make it without all of those things. You can make it on what you have left. Let God lead you tonight. If you can swim, let, let you swim with the waves to where God is pushing you. But if you're tired and you're worn and you're weary, where I believe so many are tonight, just, just grab hold of something. Take hold of the promise that He gave you and cling to it and say, God, I trust you. God, when I commit to the sea, what I'm really doing is committing to you because you command the sea. I'm not at the mercy of the waves tonight. I'm at the mercy of your ways. I'm not at the mercy of the winds tonight. I'm at the mercy of thy word. He told Job, I am the one that told the waves when they could go. And when they could go no further. Psalm 65 in the Passion says, What jaw-dropping, astounding power is yours. You are the mountain maker who sets them all in place. You muzzle the roar of the mighty seas and the rage of mobs with their noisy riots. Psalms 89, Pastor read this morning, In the Passion it says, You rule over oceans and the swelling seas. When their stormy waves rise, You speak and they lie still. That was a prophecy of Jesus speaking to those winds and to the waves. Psalms 93 says, Chaos once challenged you and the raging waves lifted themselves over and over you ever felt that way that those raging waves just over and over and over again high above the ocean's depth letting out their mighty roar yet at the sound of your voice they were all stilled by your might what a majestic king filled with power Psalms 107 says, God stilled the storm, calmed the waves, and He hushed the hurricane winds to only a whisper. Somebody needs to be reminded tonight that where you are going, nothing can stop you. If you would remind yourself that between doubtful and impossible You have a word. You have a promise. You have an assurance. And you can stand on that word tonight. You can lie down on that word tonight. 
like a piece of board. You can take hold of it and say, I'm not letting go. I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. God, tonight, I commit myself to you, Lord. I commit myself that whatever will be, will be. Because I trust you that I can take you at your word. That I can lift my hands in the middle of it all and say, I trust you because you've given me a promise. You told me my babies were coming back. You told me it wouldn't always be this way. You told me my healing was coming. You promised me that we would see revival. You promised me that it was going to be this way in the end. And so God, in between the doubtful and impossible, I cling to that word. I cling to that promise tonight. I open the altars tonight for somebody that has found themselves between doubtful and impossible. You shouldn't be where you are tonight. Life has put you in a place that you didn't ever think you would be. And the enemy would love for you to just jump overboard and quit. The enemy would love for you to attempt to escape on that lifeboat. Come on, just go with your plan B. Just go with another option. But God said, don't go anywhere. If you'll stay right where you're at, breakthrough is coming. Healing is coming. Restoration for your soul. Ha ta ra ma da ba si ka ta ra ba ha ka ta.